This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, it's over a year, 14th of May 2021, when there was a cyber attack on the HSE. It proved to be very costly and it also was very damaging for many people. Operation of the health service really was badly interfered with. This week, the Guardian newspaper and the Royal Mail in Britain were also victims of cyber attacks in the case of The Guardian. Lots of personal details, including salaries, and of course, the Royal Mail, also a serious matter. But the prevalence of this kind of activity continues to be a worry. for, And it's a worry for individuals as well, because if you open the wrong email, it can be very costly indeed. And to talk about this now, we're joined by Rona Murphy. Rona is the founder and executive chairman of Smart Tech 247 and the founder of GetVisibility.com, a very successful Irish company in this field. And recently, Rona's company was floated on the London alternative investment market and valued at $43 million. So we're not talking poor people here. Ronan, good morning to you. Good morning, Eamon. Thank you very much for joining us. I just want to go first to the HSE attack, which you talked to us about at the time. We don't know if a ransom was paid. Well, I don't know, but I know a ransom of 100 million or something was said to be demanded. The point, though, was the damage that it did to the system and to the health service and ultimately to people who were ill and needed care. Yeah, I mean, look, um, when I think back about that incident, Eamon, it still sends uh, shivers down my spine because we were heavily involved in terms of helping uh, hospitals to both try and get back on their feet and also to try and ensure that they were adequately protected moving forward. So we spent um, um, hours and hours, literally 24 hours a day for, for weeks our teams working around the clock to try and uh, ensure that they were uh, getting back on their feet and that they were staying secure. But obviously, we all know uh, the damage was incredibly destructive in terms of the health service, both from a patient perspective, both from an operational perspective and from a cost perspective. And what's now well known is that that attack was orchestrated by the Russian government. 
the attackers were based in Russia. Um, and a lot of information has come to light about how all of their actions were directed by the Russian authorities. So um, it just shows that these geopolitical conflicts um, yes. have very significant impact. And you, in your introduction, you said the prevalence of these type, types of attacks are a worry. And they're a worry for governments um, and government departments. They're a worry for businesses like uh, the Guardian newspaper, who've recently been hit. And they're a, they're a huge worry for individuals because... As yes. you know, um, everybody gets these text messages saying you've been in contact with someone who's got COVID, your Amazon order has been um, held up and you need to give us your credit card. There's an issue with on post, you need to pay more for your electricity bill. Remember that these types of um, opportunistic uh, criminals, they flourish uh, when there's turmoil in the economy or there's there's turmoil in general in any way, sort, shape or form. And they capitalize on people's fears. They prey on people's um, anxiety. And that's when they're successful. And that's when they monetize these operations more successfully, you know. Now, given the Russian angle on this, and of course, the war that Putin is waging on Ukraine, does the use of cyber attacks and cyber technology, does that have a use? For example, we know the Chinese also are very adept at using this kind of thing. Do sort of the big nations, the, the British, the Americans and European nations, are we sophisticated now? Are they sophisticated in that they have defenses and there's mutually assured destruction? Or is it possible that the Russians would use these rogue operators or their own military to deploy cyber warfare? Yes, so, so cyber warfare is continuous all of the time. It's always happening. And it's being, I mean, America do their fair share of this too, right? I mean, yeah. look, the Americans knew every move Russia was going to make before they even made it. Yes, they but, did. And their intelligence was superb because... Yeah, so so look, they, yeah. everybody is at this to a degree, right? But you you have different profiles of the, the, the type of activity that's taking place, right? So I would say... If you take a country like China, obviously, does look does does spying goes on? It's been going on forever, but um, from a cyber perspective, they would very much be looking at trying to um, get their hands on intellectual property. The type of hacker yes. you would see coming out of China, right? So they're looking for IP, and the reason they're looking for IP is they want to copy it and manufacture it and so forth. Um, the profile of the type of attack you see coming out of Russia is different. It's more destructive. And it's more aimed towards uh, monetary gain in the short term, and that the best example is 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 um, ransomware, and that is most of the attacks and the attack you would have seen on the HSC and the attack you would have seen recently on the Royal Mail and the Guardian and all of these ransomware attacks and a lot of them that are aimed at critical infrastructure, like we saw in the Colonial Pipeline in in North America, they are designed to extort money out of the victim as quickly and as bluntly as is humanly possible. Ransomware, I would argue, Eamon, is not sophisticated in terms of what it does. It's, it's, it's a bit like kidnapping, 
I yes. mean, it, it, it's a blunt instrument that's used. It's not an overly sophisticated crime. And they prey on organizations who may not have the best uh, security controls in place. And once they get their hook into you, uh, the damage that they can do is it's pretty significant, I would say. And um, all of these organizations are feeling that now. And the problem, remember, is that it's not just that they go in and they encrypt your data and they they deny access to capabilities like servers or laptops. They steal your data and then they start targeting your users and yes. your employees and they start harvesting that data and figuring out ways to monetize it. I mean, these guys, you could argue, are kind of petty criminals. And what's made it worse is that if you went back a few years ago, maybe if we went back in time five years the guys that were doing these types of attacks were far more sophisticated insofar as they were building the software. They yeah. were building the capabilities that were required to get into networks and navigate your way around and steal the data. But what has happened, Damon, is that the industry has become commoditized. And these guys, instead of doing the dirty work themselves, have started selling the yes. malicious software to everybody and anybody. So all of a sudden, you have all these up-and-coming uh, wannabe cyber criminals who can literally just buy this software off the shelf and start their crime syndicate. Um, and that's that's um, a scary place to be because I remember uh, for many years I've been negotiating with these criminals on behalf of clients who've been affected. And in many cases, we've um, been negotiating payments to them Yes. Um, and it's a horrible position to be in. I mean, it's not it's not something that that I that we enjoy doing. But you know, if if a client needs that type of help, we provide it. But now there's a whole new um, type of cyber criminal, and they're all, they they want the fast book. Um, there's there, I I would argue that years ago there was almost honor amongst thieves. In so far as once you paid them, you would be able to decrypt yes. and so forth. That's now gone. I mean, you're 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 dealing now with I would I would describe them as savages. Yes, and they don't care if it's a hospital. They don't care if people die as a result of what they do. They just want the money. And remember, yes. they benefit greatly from the hostilities between the West and Russia because they've got a border now protecting them. Whereas before the invasion of uh, Ukraine. Interpol were able to go into Russia and they were able to track down some of these gangs. Not all of the time, but it was making progress. That's now gone. I mean, these guys have, they've got a, a, a security blanket around them now being the Russian state and they can launch indiscriminate attacks globally as aggressively as they want and target whoever they want. Imagine if the HSE attack happened tomorrow. Yep. Do you think we would get the decryption keys? Not a No whole. way. No right. way. Within the last few days, there was a scare when all domestic American flights were grounded for a few hours. The Americans deny that that was the result of ransomware or a cyber attack. They say it was a glitch in their system and they were taking precautions, taking no chances. The application of this technology if nations are fighting, I mean, if, for example, you can literally paralyze the transportation system, the airlines or whatever, in a nation as important and big as, as America, is that possible? 
Well, I'll tell you, Eamon, there's a book written a number of years ago by two Chinese generals. And the translation of the book um, is a war without boundaries. Yes. And what the book describes is how China would win a war against the West without ever having to use military capability, uh, as yes. in you know rockets and bombs and so forth. Um, and it describes how you would um, take down electricity systems, how you would take down the aviation systems, how you would take down the utility systems, water, oil, gas, uh, transportation. And what the, now to be fair, the, the incident that the US experienced, um, it all signals indicate that it was a glitch with a database. Yes. And that stuff happens. But what it clearly puts up in lights is that the reliance we have as countries on technology is profound. And if you have the ability to compromise electricity and you other utilities and aviation and transport and, and everything else, you can bring a country to its knees very, very quickly. And remember, there's a, there's a lot of um, um, issues globally around Huawei and about the yes. Chinese positioning critical telecom infrastructure, which powers our internet and so forth in different countries. Um, and and remember, if 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 you're the when you break down the internet into uh, what it actually is, it's it's connections of cables and routers and switches and data centers. And if you control all of that heavy. Uh, switching technology in these um, data centers, then you control the internet. And that's why you're seeing a big backlash against Huawei in these different countries yes. because you're... But the you're, British are very keen to accept it. And in fact, I think they did accept some of it, British government indeed. But there was resistance and there were the kind of warnings that you're referencing now. Don't take this stuff because the Chinese will have immediate access. A hundred percent. I mean, it, you even see it with um, applications like TikTok. I mean, it's yes. a, you know every child is using TikTok. The problem. What's, what's the danger there, Ronan? Because uh, we have seen that, and it's, it's very recent. And of course, this is the most popular communications thing among young people, particularly, but not, not exclusively. And it is Chinese. What dangers do we run? Yeah. So, so it's it's an interesting discussion. Predominantly, what you're doing is TikTok is becoming the biggest source of truth globally for young people across the world. Yes. So depending on how you run the algorithms, depending on how you want to influence elections, depending on what the source of truth you want to be, you can use your platform, being TikTok, to serve up that information. Right. If you want to, you become the main source of media within a country. And, the Chinese and the Russians wouldn't allow the reverse to take place, would they? Never in a million years. Yeah. Never in a million years. Um, and, and that's why, and I, I would argue legitimately, that's why there's concerns around this. And and not only that, I mean, they're collecting all of the data on it. And look, that's not so big a deal. I mean, the fact that they ha they know who you are and where you are, look, it's no big deal. But when you know where everyone is and you have, a, a, you can serve up whatever information you want to everyone yeah. at any time, you, your, your influence becomes significant. Do we have Huawei 
running Ireland's 5G network. I've just been handed a note by one of our operatives there. It would be dangerous if we did, do we? No, I don't believe. I don't believe we've got Huawei running our core our core infrastructure here. Right. So it's, it's TikTok, basically. And if you're, you know, someone in your family is addicted to TikTok, which I believe is very addictive, there's nothing you can do. And I suppose for ordinary people like us, that's not a problem. But the problem arises, I suppose, in what way? When they, they can gauge the, the mood of a nation? So, so let's put it like this, Amen, right? And the best example is this. You either are paying for the product or you are the product. Right. Right? So if you look at Facebook, if you look at Instagram, if you look at Snapchat, if you look at all of these tools, we're willingly giving up all of our information to these companies yes. and they monetize they monetize that by putting out... Scrape ad- is the term, isn't it? They yeah. scrape the information... And they can sell it to advertisers, exactly. people who want to sell you things. It's all advertising. It's it's the golden pages of, of years gone by, right? That's all it is. So there, and that's why when you want to buy a new lawnmower, and you maybe you you know you 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 pause on an ad for a lawnmower on your computer, and then suddenly for the next three weeks, you know lawnmowers are following you around everywhere. That's yeah. because they're disseminating your information, they're chopping it up, and they're selling it to advertisers. So. We we kind of um, gladfully, uh, you know, agreed to that uh, arrangement with Facebook and with all of these other applications. Um, I would argue that TikTok is a little bit different. Right. As far as we are kind of happy enough to do it with the US because there were, were very similar. There are neighbors, you know. Um, with TikTok, you would have to consider that the the motives over a prolonged period of time may be different and that's that's the way the u.s is looking at it also and that's why the u.s is very much looking at towards um trying to um uh, privatize tiktok um in the u.s or else ban it right just to go to the present conflict between russia and ukraine it's a deadly conflict the russians have committed war crimes and there are horrendous experiences, which we don't need to go into here. But one imagines that if they could, the Russians would use whatever, or indeed the Ukrainians would use whatever cyber means they had to make life difficult or impossible or in some way to damage their enemy. It doesn't appear to have happened in terms of the cyber world. Is that because... The Ukrainians are well prepared and well defended. Or no. why is it then that Russia, with its expertise, can't get results that way? Yeah, I, I, I would say, I mean, it is because they've destroyed the infrastructure. They've destroyed right. electricity. They've destroyed um, uh, internet uh, yes. facilities, data centers. And if if people people can barely get electricity, so if they if 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 you can't get electricity, you can't turn on computers, you can't get internet. So um, it's too difficult for cyber to be effective when they're decimating the country from a utilities perspective. And by utilities, I mean water, gas, electricity, internet. Yes. And that's why you know um, Starlink, Elon Musk's company, have been sending in you know remote internet connectivity. 
Um, but it's, it's difficult to architect effective attacks when a country is um, struggling that badly with, with right. the, the access to the internet. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, the other question I really want to ask you is artificial intelligence, which is, we're told, here, but it's going to be much more powerful. It may well develop minds of its own. In your view, Ronan, is artificial intelligence a serious threat to freedom? And is it possible? I mean, it does take a leap of the imagination to envisage a world where artificial intelligence either gets out of control or can be used malevolently to destroy enemies, shall we say? Yeah, so um, I've got 60 people sitting outside my office right now, and they are building uh, AI capability from the ground up, Amen. Right. And what I would say about AI is that there's a huge amount of hyperbole, um, and does it is it's got applicability in certain instances, right. which is unbelievably effective. And give us a couple of examples of that because I want to ask you a follow up question. Yeah. So, so you, you, you probably one of the best examples would be the new Chat GPT uh, applicability, where you can ask, you can go into Chat GPT, and you can say, 
you know, write me a poem about Eamon when he played football. Right? <laughs> and it will, it will it will write you it'll write you a poem in twenty seconds, and the poem will be fantastic. But to get to a position where you can do that, you need huge amounts of data. Yes, you need, to, you need humans. Remember to train that data. Yes. It's called supervised learning. So humans go in, they train data, and then they build mathematical algorithms that will determine how all of it pieces together, right? And that's called machine learning, supervised machine learning. It then gets a little bit more sophisticated where you can kind of train the algorithms to maybe train themselves a bit, and that gets into what we call deep learning, which is another layer of AI. So there's all these different layers of AI. But remember, to do that, You've got data science scientists who yes. who build the thesis of what it is they want to do. You need people then to go and get the data. And then you need tons and tons of engineers to build the servers and the compute and the storage and all that sort of stuff, the plumbing that goes around it. And that's very expensive. It's very time consuming. There, there's, I would argue there's a huge lack of skills globally in people that have the capabilities to do this. Right. Um, so there's certain areas of AI that are profoundly good. I mean, our company, Get Visibility, is a, it's a, f- a fully-fledged AI company from the ground up. And uh, we use AI for a very narrow um, problem, which is the discovery, the cataloging, and the classification of data. And we train our algorithms to do that automatically. So so my view of AI is it's automation. Um and but but the, the the lift in order to build that capability is enormous. Now I do believe over the next few years we will see huge amounts of applicability of different uh, AI use cases. But is it going to um take over the world like uh, right. <laughs> people are, are proclaiming. I, I I would highly, highly disagree as somebody who's um, buried in this 24 hours a day. Yeah, and to bring it back to more realistic levels, Ronan, the dangers we all face, I'm continually told now by people around me because I have limited computer skills and knowledge. Don't open email Da da da, you can end up losing everything and da 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 da. And I abide by that. But the ferocity of those attacks now, one hears talk of people actually losing everything in their bank account. And this is on a much smaller scale than, shall we say, an attack on the HSE, but it's it's an attack on individuals. Are we moving into a world or are we in a world that is very dangerous now for someone who doesn't really know what they're doing on their computer and isn't conscious of the dangers. So I would argue, Eamon, I would argue that the sophistication of these attacks is very low. Right. Um, and the people, At the moment. Um, at the moment, and it'll continue to be low for the foreseeable future. Right. Because um, you do not need to be overly sophisticated to take someone's yes. money if they're if 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 they're going to give it up so easily. Right. Rem- it does two things I would say. The first thing is if it looks too good to be true then it is. <laughs> yeah, that's and an, old, you, an old maxim. <laughs> if you stick to that one piece of advice you're probably never going to get hacked, right? I mean yes. as an individual I'm not talking about a company because this is a bit different. 99% of people that I see that lose everything they have been fooled out of their money 
except instead of this happening in in um, a market in Mar- Marrakesh or someplace, yes. it's just happening in a digital format. Right. They're either giving their bank details up or they're getting caught in a compromising position or they're doing something silly or, or they're trying to buy something because it's the, the best deal in the history of the world. Yeah, and in other words, they're greedy. They're getting scammed. They're, yeah. It's all, they're always getting scammed. Um, and if people, if, if you're careful before you click, if you question everything, and if it looks too good to be true, then it is, you're 99% of the way there of not getting hacked as an, as an individual. Okay, Ronan, we're very grateful to you for joining us. As always, congratulations. Thank you. On your successful flotation, and we wish you well for the future. Ronan Murphy is the founder and executive chairman of Smart Tech 247 and the founder of Get Visibility and fascinating man to talk to about these matters. We're grateful to Ronan, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.